Welcome to another episode of Holistic Healing Space, a podcast to share holistic and spiritual insight to offer hope, healing, inspiration and wisdom along our journey home. I'm your host Holly and today I have my beautiful friend Paris Henriksen here for a chat. This girl is on a serious mission to follow her dreams and bring them to life with so much love in her heart. I admire her passion and power so, so much. Paris is an LA-based film director, producer, dancer, writer, podcaster, and entrepreneur. She is also a wellness mentor and personal development coach, and you can learn more about Paris in the podcast bio. In this episode, we discuss merging the spiritual and the physical, the absolute importance of self-love as we grow and transform, exploring and honouring our soul path, and the many different facets and layers of ourselves as human beings. We also go into detail about how to push past fear and turn it all into excitement. We openly discuss our personal healing journeys around mental health and how we overcome tough times. We hope you find our chat inspiring and beneficial in some way. So welcome Paris. Thank you so, so much for joining the podcast today. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and what you're currently up to? Yeah, of course. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited and I feel like I'm kind of returning the favor in a way for those who don't know. I have a podcast myself and Holly was on one of our first episodes of season two. I don't remember the episode off the top of my head, but you can go and check it out. But yeah, what do I do? Wow, that's a that's a heavy loaded question, Holes. <laughs> I am a I'm a film director, uh, producer, executive producer and wellness mentor. I basically create conscious content in the form of digital media, scripted television series and feature film. Um, and then on the wellness side, I create courses and healing workshops that help people transform to become the best version of themselves. Love it. You're an absolute powerhouse, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to be a powerhouse. Some would say it's insane. I, it's actually funny. I was talking to a friend yesterday and he was helping me mold my niche, I guess you could say. And my response to him was, I have so many things that I do. Why do you want me to mold into one? <laughs> I love that response so, because it's true, isn't it? Like we're so yeah. multidimensional. There's so many different facets and embracing it and I guess learning how to balance it is is key and, and I think you've nailed it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always it's always interesting, but I you know, I feel like we have many different things. We're not just here for one thing, we're here for multiple different things in our lifetime. You know, and that can span many different careers or it can span the same career depending on what your soul guides you towards. I love that answer. That's very true. So at this point in time, I know you're currently in Nashville in the US. I am. And what led you to go to the States? Yeah, so I guess that's a that's a very interesting question. From a very young age, I was always drawn to the US. Ever since I could remember, I was always talking about Los Angeles and New York. And I was always talking about wanting to live in the US and wanting to be American and wanting to do, you know, the high school prom thing and that whole vibe when I was little. And funny, fun fact, which holds, I don't know if you know this or not, but my parents actually almost moved to the US right before 9-11. Oh, wow. Um, and 
when that my dad was actually a couple of weeks away from taking a job in Washington State, I believe like a couple of days, I was really young at the time, a couple of days uh, before that happened, they changed their mind um, and we decided to stay in Australia and then three or four days later, 9-11 happened. So that was a really interesting thing, you know, had mm. I have, had I had that may have not happened, you know, I might have been in America a long time ago, 20, 20 something years ago. But for me personally, to jump forward a little bit right out of high school, I always knew I wanted to come here. Um, right from little. So right out of high school, my plan was to come to LA, you know, study film, do all of that. So that's exactly what I did at the end of my quote unquote senior year for those in America or year 12 for those in Australia or in other parts of the world. I finished and I came straight to LA so much so that I even skipped my graduation ceremony <laughs> and went straight to straight to uh, Los Angeles. I stayed there for about six months. And then in that six months, which is, you know, you mentioned fear and that a little bit earlier when we were talking offline, mm. we can talk about that a little bit later. But, sure. you know, the culture here is very different. And, you know, you and I being from Australia, we're not used to gun violence. Yeah. And for me, that was real a really confronting experience when I landed in Los Angeles in 2012. I think it was, maybe 2011, something like that. And it was, you know, a lot of things were different back then. They're not like they are today here. And that was a really triggering factor. So I actually, after six months, I went back to Australia, went back to Sydney and I studied film and did all that in Sydney. Um, and then I always had the dream of going back to LA. That was always the plan. I got sidetracked in Sydney for quite a bit of time. Uh, romance and different things can you know change that yeah but yeah so I've been back in LA now I've been on and off here for gosh since 2018 but I've been permanently back here for a year right in the mix of the COVID bonanza or whatever whatever <laughs> you want to call it COVID disaster that ravishes the world I yeah I'm back here now but my time between Nashville Tennessee and Los Angeles California and part of that reason is I'm a big Aussie at heart and I can't not live without the country vibes. So that's what kind of drew me to Tennessee. And yeah, that's, I know it's a long-winded answer, but that's how I kind of got here and yeah, that's where I'm at now. Wow. I love it. And basically, so how has this changed your life over the last year being in the States and you really getting into the filming and lots of other projects? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been a wild ride to say the least. Obviously I spent pretty much you know, majority of the beginning of COVID stuck in Australia, not able to get out because of visa restrictions and visa requirements for the United States. So, and that, you know, for anyone who's an expat or just living in another country, you all know the struggle of, you know, not being a citizen of a particular country and trying to get in, even if you are pouring money into the economy, it still is not an easy situation or an easy task, especially in the middle of a global pandemic. You know, it's not easy at the best of times, but let alone then. Yeah. So been interesting. It's been a slow journey. Industry is definitely not back to where it was. Los Angeles has changed a lot. And I say that with love. It's definitely not the city it was before COVID. And it's sort of more these days, you know, and people, some people may not agree with me, but this is my opinion. It's basically a political landscape now. And, you know, that kind of, it's affected many things. It's affected the way we do production. It's affected the budgets for productions. 
Um, we now have to take into account, you know, hundreds of thousands of extra dollars for COVID requirements, whether that be testing, vaccinations, anything like that. It's mm-hmm. a very, uh, very different world. So adjusting has been challenging. So really right now, what we're working on is a lot of a lot of smaller projects, a lot of bite-sized content that we can get out in different formats, whether that be a podcast or commercials or music videos or, you know, smaller forms of content until the world gets back to, you know, mm-hmm. normal standards. And until we can safely move forward with production without everybody having a different opinion that's on set. Because that's pretty much what it boils down to. You know, SAG is requiring certain restrictions. SAG is requiring a lot of people to be vaccinated, non-SAG projects. And for anyone who doesn't know what SAG is, SAG is basically the Screen Actors Institution, essentially, for actors. And then there's IATC and different things like that for crews. So it's a very different landscape. But yeah, again, a long-winded answer, but that's definitely kind of how it's affected us but we're learning to kind of move and groove and you know next year we will be moving into feature film production and honestly that's part of the reason why I have part-time moved to Nashville is because Nashville is pinned to be the next hub of film mm. uh, here in the United States and as everybody knows it is the heart of country music and definitely a very very popular place to be so I was just actually just talking to a friend yesterday who was tipping it yeah to be the next biggest film market in the US wow sounds like you're in the right place then definitely definitely um, I don't have to wear masks here which Yay. is very nice. that's very liberating yeah. <laughs> oh my god coming from LA and having to wear a mask 24 7 in LA except for when you're in your apartment it's very very nice to you know be breathe. in a city that doesn't have that as a requirement and can actually breathe I have to put a mask on in three days and it feels epic Hallelujah. Yeah, well, it right. sounds like you're doing amazing in this time. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like we're all taking things step by step and day by day and just waiting for the shift. You know, I know you do conscious film and production. Can you tell us a bit more about the impact that what you do makes and the intention behind it? It sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, you know, for those of you who don't know my background, I'm also a spiritual healer, certified relationship coach and mental health professional. So for me, it's it was always when I was to create this content, I didn't want to just create like another, people might hate me for saying this, but another like Gossip Girl or another Fast and the Furious. And not to say that those shows don't have values and meaning because they absolutely do and I love them. But I wanted to create content that actually inspired people to create change in the world. and content that they weren't going to just turn off and you know feel crappy about themselves because they didn't have this amount of money or feel like they had to you know conform to be Kim Kardashian or something like that we wanted to really kind of change that landscape of course with that comes quality and inclusion of different races nationalities um ethnicities and people with different you know uh abilities and stuff like that so that was our main intention and our main goal and a lot of that is through true stories and documentaries because that's where we can really kind of get that across we actually are headed to bali in a couple of weeks hopefully (laughs) depending on visa restrictions and requirements for Indonesia but our plan is to head there to finish filming a documentary about the local Indonesian community. Beautiful I love it you're always doing 
amazing things. And I love how you're all about inclusion and um, especially now that we're kind of almost living in a very segregated world, it's it's really beautiful that you're mm-hmm. really bringing all that together and, and, you know, unity, I guess, is the key, isn't it, really? Yes, yes, it absolutely is. Now, just switching things up a little bit, I was wondering yeah. if you wanted to talk a little bit about transition. I know you and I have often conversed about transitions and the blocks and the obstacles that you often kind of navigate to get to the place you really want to be and you know they're not so many much obstacles in a way I guess it's more kind of learning experiences and learning curves and lessons and it can kind of make us feel like giving up sometimes how has that journey been for you anything you'd like to share about that oh wow Um, (laughs) it is actually Um, (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) yeah I mean it's a it's an interesting one I Again, for those of you who who don't know me or don't know anything about my story, I had a, during that time of when I was mentioning before, during that time of coming back to Australia and kind of, you know, before I came back to the US, I was in a completely different career path. I was, again, like I said, a mental health professional, personal development coach and uh, wellness leader, leader. But I was also working in retail and I was a retail manager. So for me, the... The transition was always interesting. And I think that I guess the best thing I can say about that to people is if you have a dream and you have, you know, something that you're striving towards, always push for it no matter what. People are always going to try and knock you down. People are always going to try and make you conform to one thing or another. Totally. So I think the best thing to do is really just follow your heart and your own intuition. And if you, you know, if you're here, you're listening to this and you're not familiar on intuition or guidance or anything like that, I would highly encourage you to figure more out about that and take more of your spiritual journey. Because if you're completely connected, transformation isn't so scary. That's a really good point. I love that. And you're right, it's really about knowing yourself on a deep level, isn't it? And just believing in yourself Mm -hmm. and having that that connection. I love that answer. No one's going to believe in you more than you believe in yourself. That's so true. Yeah, we really have to listen to ourselves, don't we, and connect. Yeah, and the biggest thing to remember is that nobody is going to understand your vision more than you do. So if you have, you know, like for me, my vision is to create the best movies in the world. But I know what that vision looks like. Yeah. But you don't know what that looks like for me yeah you know or people listening so I think it's always you know you have to believe in yourself first because you know even your parents or your friends or your family or your boyfriend girlfriend whatever they're not even going to believe in it as much as you do that's very true they might support you you have to you have to believe in yourself 100% and always support yourself and be your biggest cheerleader because no one else is going to do it more than you that's great advice that's really great advice and with your Thank background you. with coaching and mentoring, what is your perspective on healing? Another broad wow. question for you. <laughs> Honestly, I think it really it really depends on sort of the stage you're at and, and what it is that you're doing. I always think that if something doesn't work out or something doesn't go the way you planned, or you know, take this for, you know, a really simple thing like a bad breakup, right? There's always room for healing and growth. And I think that if you're ready to evolve and you're ready to expand you're always going to push towards that direction of healing if you're not ready the universe is going to push you regardless true you kind of just have to get on the wagon but the best thing that you know I would always say to people is talk have conscious conversation you know talk to people around you and I think that that you know I guess we could touch on this really quickly but the mental health state of Australia right now COVID-19 And I think that 
something that, you know, I've been watching the the rates and the statistics and everything like that. And it's really just about talking to people, literally just having conversation is yeah. the best form of healing. Very much agree with you. Listening is so powerful, isn't it? I'm yeah. Talking. And, you know, there's so many people that feel like, you know, and I'm not like, you don't have, you don't even have to talk to somebody that you know. You can talk to a stranger on the street. I mean, it might feel weird at the beginning, but, you know, if you're talking about a particular subject, they can also often give you, you know, a different perspective because they don't know you or they don't know your life story or they don't know anything about you. You always learn something new from people, don't you? And we're all one and the same at the end of the day. We're all one and the same. Yep. We're all just these virtual beings trying to figure out how to live a human existence. <laughs> That's so true, true. <laughs> I'm happy to, happy to uh, return to alien life if someone wants to come get me. <laughs> I'll come with you. <laughs> Actually, let's touch on that, the balance, I guess, of being spiritual sure. but also grounded in this reality because I guess sometimes I know that, you know, you can probably relate and well, I definitely I'm speaking for myself, but it can be, it's very yeah. important to have that balance, isn't it, between the spiritual world and the earthly world. Oh, my God, so much so I'm actually, I actually wrote an entire course on it. Well, there oh. you go. You're the perfect person to answer this question then. Yeah, my course Becoming Someone Different will actually be available this October. Exciting. Um, so, yeah, we were supposed to release it last week, but, you know, technical faults and Mercury retrograde got in the way of that. Um, <laughs> and I'm going down for eight hours. That didn't help. But, yeah, I mean, that whole course is about, um, and I guess my intention with it was to merge the spiritual material because I've always felt like I've had these two sides of me my entire life. I've had the hippie version of me that lives in Bali and spends every day at the beach and rolls on up to the cafe in bikinis and flip-flops. But then I also have that other version of me who is a CEO and loves the suits and the power heels and the five-star resorts and the luxury travel. I've always kind of struggled with how to merge the two together. Mm. And I think that, you know, really what I what I kind of brought it back to, and especially what I brought it back to in this course, is just following your intuition in every moment. And if one moment you feel like being, you know, in a power suit in a private jet, we all do have different sides of us, you know, and it's about being able to balance the two, being able to balance the two in connection with spirit and yourself. But the reality is we do live in a three-dimensional world. We don't live in the stars with aliens and as much as we would like to, maybe you and I would, I don't know yeah. about everybody else, but um, <laughs> as much as we would like to, that doesn't, that's not our reality right now. So we have to learn how that we're going to work and operate in this human existence, following your intuition. And, you know, if that's, like I said before, if that's one day wearing a power suit and hopping on a private jet to New York, amazing. If the next day that means, you know, getting on a commercial flight in economy to the south end of Asia with flip-flops and a bikini and a surfboard, then perfect. Like you shouldn't have to be conforming just to, you know, please public or society or somebody else. It's about being able to coexist for yourself and just following your intuition. Beautiful. So important just to follow your own heart, isn't it? Yeah. Would you, what would you recommend to somebody who is perhaps quite out of touch with themselves, perhaps operating in, in their conditioning or from their trauma or limiting beliefs and just not really knowing how to connect with their true nature? Anything that you'd kind of just a starting point or any tips? Yeah, I have two things. The first thing would be meditation. Yes, agreed. Um, 
meditation changed my life. And I know that's so cliche. Everybody, every spiritual healer says meditation changed their but life. But it's true. Like, well, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we wouldn't be continuing to do it if it didn't. Exactly. Meditation. And I often say, and I say this in my course, I have a whole section on this actually, that meditation can look however it looks for you. Yes. It doesn't have to be crossing your legs in prayer position or having your, you know, your hands however they are um, or, you know, with a monk in the forest. It doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. It can be listening to your favourite song, walking along the beach, just really in touch with yourself and connecting with yourself. So what I recommend for someone who hasn't ever meditated before, that they do try the traditional way so that they can figure out what does and doesn't work for them, but you don't have to stick to that. That's just a great way to first learn the modalities and the techniques on how to do it properly, and then you can kind of, you know, do it however you want. That's exactly what I did when I first learned meditation, and I, of course, did it the traditional way, but, you know, 12 years later, I'm definitely not doing it that way. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's on a plane, sometimes it's going through airport security when... You know, you're like, shit, I don't want to, like, get pulled over by TSA. So, you know, you're just trying to be as calm as possible. But it can really look however you want it to look. Totally. And the second thing I would say is definitely impact travel. Impact travel and giving back. That's going to bring you down to reality if you haven't had that kind of experience before. And when I say impact travel, I don't mean five-star resorts and luxury adventures. I mean you know, connecting with locals, sometimes living, that are living, you know, with no water and electricity in the middle of a mountain and giving back to them in whatever form that trip is about. But definitely, yeah, impact traveling, giving back. That's beautiful. I guess a big part of life is almost humbling ourselves too, isn't it? And Absolutely. Let's discuss, if, you, if you're open to it, discuss the importance of self-love. It's another topic I guess you and I have talked about. And um, I know personally for me, it's a big part of my purpose here to help people. I think, you know, it's, if we don't listen to that, like you mentioned, our intuition, our internal guidance system, and we just follow what we've been taught, we don't understand the importance and we don't understand the importance of the inner work so we can actually elevate ourselves and make some amazing changes. I know you're big on self-love and you understand the importance, so what would you like mm-hmm. to say about that? Wow. Um, self-love is a big one. Yeah. Um, All the big ones. Usual. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people get self-love and self-care confused. For that first love, let's start there. Self-care is going to the spa, getting your hair done, getting a massage. Self-love is meditation, journaling, affirmations, deep trauma work, and anything else that comes along in that bracket. So if you can't already see the difference, then maybe you need to do a little bit of deeper work. But that is definitely the difference between the two. Two very different things. Can they coexist together? Absolutely, all the time. But just, you know, doing forms of self-care doesn't mean that you have self-love and love for yourself. So you definitely need to, you know, merge the two and and figure out how to do the two. Self-love is so powerful for so many reasons. If you don't have self-love, you're not going to be able to achieve and follow your purpose. True. Of why you're here on the planet. Because think about it, if you're not comfortable, fulfilled and happy within yourself, how can you project that into the outside world? How can you project that into your career, into your relationships, into your friendships, life in general? That exactly. doesn't happen. Yeah. So self-love is definitely super important. And, you know, a few little tips that I 
like to do on a daily basis to kind of keep that train moving along, I guess you could say, is morning affirmations, journaling, conscious conversation and conscious communication. So if you're, especially if you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, whatever, whichever way that looks, any kind of romantic relationship, if you don't have conscious communication within self-love, uh, you're going to have a pretty hard time in that relationship. Yep. It's going to be a whole lot more challenging than it needs to be. And really all you're doing is harming yourself at the end of the day. That's so true. You're only running from yourself. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah. That's such a beautiful definition. And I love how, you know, you've really reflected on self-love being that internal work, really looking in and self-care, well, not, well, not always external, but more kind of not, not so deep. So that's so important, everybody. I hope you heard that loud and clear, that self-love is really the key and looking in and doing that trauma work and th- things that help you grow on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. So couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So let's take another deep dive into another question. Let's touch on fear and, you know, we know that fear really is false evidence appearing real and until we realize it we kind of and we neglect to process that emotion it just continues to stop us from moving forward doesn't it really so any any kind of advice on how you feel about that emotion of fear and how it blocks us I guess yeah I'm going to use a very worldly example for everybody and that is COVID-19 if you haven't heard about living under a rock but that's okay if you have heard of it then you're living in Unfortunately, this weird reality that we are currently in, weird political landscape. You know, fear, again, like you said, is basically just a thought or an expression or a quote-unquote mean girl, mean boy in your head that is trying to tell you something that's not real or it's trying to tell you an external reality. You know, and that that can manifest in many ways. It can manifest in a global virus. It can manifest in fear within a relationship. You know, one of the biggest things that I have learned over my time as a, as a healer and a mentor is that, you know, a lot of people have fear within relationships, Big personal relationships, friendships. But, you know, we go to personal relationships, whether it's fear of infidelity, whether it's fear of the person not loving them for whatever insecurity they have within themselves. You know, it's definitely, it's a downward spiral to disaster. disaster. So I definitely think that, and again, everyone's going to have fear at some point in their lives. Everybody's going to deal with it. You know, we've all dealt with it on a global scale. But I think the biggest thing in that sense, and the biggest thing that I always do, you know, I'm currently dealing with PTSD from a (laughs) incredibly sour business situation in 2020 that, you know, Holly is very well versed in, but um, I'm going to leave that one to the sidelines for the for the public here. But yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely just about one thing that really helps move through fear and really continue through fear is self-love, meditation work, connection, and really just like knowing who the hell you are and figuring out who the hell you are. Because, you know, and again, that can look so different in many ways, but, you know, even again, what actually it's on my TV right now, is the news, which is the biggest fear monger in the world, you know, and making us kind of think that everything's a disaster. But, you know, I think that, I guess this is kind of where this is going. Um, We all have to start living within ourselves and not living externally outside of ourselves. When you're living outside of yourselves, you have, you're the magnet for fear. You're the magnet of exposure of fear. And you're not living true and authentic with yourself. So you're always going to have that 
what if kind of energy or what if this goes wrong or what if that happens or and that's all fear sometimes fear can be good in a sense and I guess I'll give an example of that is fear of failure yeah or fear of doing something that might change the whole landscape of your life in a good way in a positive way yeah now it's really important to distinguish which version of fear that is and if it's the positive version of fear maybe reframe it and use a different word because fear is a very low vibrational word yeah that everybody uses in a outrageous extreme way so yeah that would be my biggest insight into that you know but I've definitely definitely dealt with fear and frustration of fear and in both positive and negative ways and yeah. it's fun and not fun but it's it's a motion and it's an emotion which is never permanent and that's one thing to always remember fear is never permanent neither is a mindset so you can always change your mindset which will change your mindset around fear that's a beautiful way to put it you can always change your mindset and not holding on to your emotions I think that's great and I feel I'm not sure how you feel but I feel like there's a lot of fear in our society in this world for many fearing the unknown not knowing how to navigate into unknown territory and feeling like there needs to be a backup plan or we need to have all our ducks in a row and being really I guess like you said it's a could come yeah. down to a fear of failure or fear of taking that leap and kind of jumping off a cliff and drowning yeah and I say to that I say get excited about it love it excited. get excited about what could be on the other side get excited about the good version of fear get excited about it if the world falls apart tomorrow excuse my language but who fucking cares yeah you're gonna go to some place with everybody else on another yeah. planet or another galaxy and do something different 100 percent. and that's the exciting part about it so I always say you know it's like when people ask me, you know, that thing of like, do people have a fear? Do you have a fear of dying or do people have a fear of dying? Because so many people do mm. have a fear around, oh, what if this or what if that? And that's yeah. why they don't live. Oh, my God. Like, you know, especially with the world. Oh, as I watch the TV, say so Pfizer plans for kids vaccinations. Lovely. Mm. Um, you know, fear, fear that we have to mm. vaccinate everybody yeah, so that we can live in a COVID free world. Well, Hello, we've been living with diseases for hundreds of millions of years. So How, true. You know, What's new? <laughs> like nothing's new here. It's the same damn thing that's conformed and deformed and whatever into a different type of virus with a different name. Yeah. You know, just like we have different football yeah. names, just like we have different galaxy names. Like whatever it is. Things change, grow, and conform and transform. So it's a whole thing that we're not going to go down, but fear is definitely um, rampant right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's rampant right now in this world, and that's why I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, because they don't give two shits here. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like you're in a great place. <laughs> living their life, and that's really the biggest thing I can Live say. Live your life, yeah. the universe has a plan for you to die from COVID, then that's your way to go out. Cool. Yeah, Have yeah. fun with it. If the universe has a plan for you to stay on for the next 600 years, then awesome. Cool. Perfect. You know, like, don't have any fear around it. Live. And truly that saying of, like, live each day like it's your last because you don't ever know what's going to happen. Live each day like it's your last. It's very true. We get so kind of fixated on the future and things. And I guess also just mm -hmm. we're so conditioned into so much fear. And once we realize it was part of our conditioning and if we 
perhaps shut down the media, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we'd start to actually see the truth and we'd, we'd move past the illusions and, you know, also the illusion of our own emotions. So absolutely, absolutely. Let it go. Got to let it go. You got to <laughs> move on from it. Um, yeah. But not the good stuff. Embrace the good version of fear. True. So if anyone, I mean, anyone who's new to their healing journey, who's just getting started, anything you'd like to say to them, any specific recommendations or guidance or wisdom for someone who's just starting to understand the importance of internal work? Yeah, three things. Be patient with yourself because it is not an overnight thing. No. It is definitely not. I'm 13 years into this journey and I know you're many years into this journey as well and we're still not fully healed, quote unquote, or whatever. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I think people think that, you know, we become these mystical healers and overnight we're healed and we can have the magic formula. That's not what happens. But yeah, definitely just don't think it's an overnight thing. Have patience with yourself. Be willing to learn. Learn different techniques. Learn what will resonate with you and what won't. Research healers and transformational coaches and mentors that resonate with you yeah because there's nothing worse than connecting with someone or getting transformed quote-unquote by someone who you don't resonate with just because they're a healer or a coach or just because you're on your healing journey you know when I first started my journey I was kind of just literally reaching for whatever I could grab whether that was a book or a mentors course or whatever it was and I quickly realized and I'm sure you might have a similar experience um quickly realized that not everybody resonated with me no not because they were talking jargon but just because you know they might have been learning it in a different way or maybe a tiny less spiritual way than what I was wanting to learn it as or you know whatever the case may be the next thing I would say and this is a very controversial way of saying it but I don't Mm. care spirituality is not religion no Um, so definitely like if you have that mindset going in you're going to be blocked automatically you're going to be blocked from your transformation and blocked from your healing so if you are religious in any way shape or form and I'm not saying that you can't be religious I grew up Christian so you know there's that but I would just say that be open have an open mind and just realize that yes spirituality is not religion And you can learn from also the people around you. Everyone is an opportunity to learn and grow. Every experience is an opportunity to learn and grow. You you might learn something from your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your partner that you expected to learn, you know, in a transformational session with your coach. That would be, again, I can keep going on and on and on for years about (laughs) what I would recommend and what my tips would be, but... That would be really the best place and what I would recommend for people that are just starting out. And, of course, on top of that, meditation, yeah, self-help books, everything like that, two books I can recommend that really changed my life and mm. kind of got me on that journey was Mastering a Mean Girl by my good friend Melissa Ambrosini and You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. So there was two books um, and then, you know, I've probably read 300 plus since then. Um, so there's a lot to yeah. a lot to recommend, but they would be the the two that definitely were the pinnacle. And then you know you have your oh another thing to really kind of focus on is there is a difference between motivational speakers and healers and wellness coaches. So again, what I like to say first is go in, do the work, do the healing, 
and then learn from the motivational experts. So what I like to say is kind of like, you know, maybe go in with the mindset of like, you know, learning from Louise Hay or someone like Melissa or someone like you and I, and then go and research every piece of information on Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins or, you know, those kind of guys that are going to astronomically transform your 3D life um, in the physical, you know, whether it be business or mindset or morning routine or whatever. That would be my my biggest tips. Beautiful. That's really, really insightful. And I like how you talked about finding who resonates with you because I don't know about your experience, but I feel like if you're open and you're open to new possibilities, then the answers are everywhere. You know, the universe is kind of constantly trying to help you grow and expand and evolve. And it's just also about being open, isn't it, to new possibilities and new paths and directions. And as you know, we both have backgrounds in mental health. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think, but I feel that the mainstream system can often label people and ridicule people and put them on medication and put them in a box and make them feel like that's the end when really that's their limiting belief and their mindset and it could be completely off and the person needs to go down a different path to heal. What are your thoughts? Oh, my God. I Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So let me, let me backtrack real quick to 2012. 2012, when I came back from the US, I fell into a deep, dark pit of anxiety for about three months. And I couldn't get out of bed. I thought I was dying every second of the, in every single day for those three months. You know, went to the doctor, got every antidepressant on the face of the planet. <laughs> yeah. you know, none of it worked, but it resonated with me. And the only thing that was able to get me out of that was Melissa's book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. Interesting. Because it was all thoughts. It was all mindset. It had nothing to do with a physical illness. That wasn't what it was. It was a mindset that I had developed or a, I guess, a fear mindset, PTSD mindset, whatever you want to call it, that I had developed because of an experience. It wasn't that I was physically sick and they were trying to prescribe me with all these things like I was physically sick. So that, you know, that's kind of, you know, a place where I was at. So, you know, I would say, yeah, definitely find what resonates with you and don't always take everything. Yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, it's it's like almost you've got to be careful who puts words in your mouth and who infiltrates your beliefs and your thoughts about who you are. And the fact that you found that book and it resonated speaks so much truth. Yeah. And I guess I had a similar situation many times, but I remember in 2017, mm-hmm. I went into a deep spiral of shame. And as we both know, shame is a pretty low vibe mm-hmm. emotion. And that was because of a yeah. relationship breakdown. And I thought I'd done something wrong. And I, I didn't handle it the best. And I, right. I do have, you know, regrets about that, but I also have to have compassion and forgiveness for myself. I was doing the best I could at the time. But when I look back on it, what, what I, when I reflect on it, I was actually breaking down some conditioning, some beliefs. And I realized that that person, as lovely as they are, they're just not for me. And I was breaking yeah. down a pattern which spiraled me into shame because I thought I'd done something wrong, but really I was breaking through conditioning. It's just so important, isn't it, that we all just are open-minded enough and believe in ourselves enough to actually choose ourselves and find a path that actually resonates. Oh my God, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, I second that and third that I did the same thing. I went through, you know, bouts of shame with relationship breakups and all the things. And you know, the biggest thing that I realized years ago now is that 
you know, some people come into your life for a season or a day totally. or a lifetime. Totally. And, that, you know, the biggest thing that I always take away from it is, you know, if the universe wants something to end, it will let it end yeah. and it will do it in however which way it can in order to make it happen. But yeah, shame and guilt and any of that stuff, it's a challenging thing, but it's definitely, you know, it has its so many different layers. But I think that, you know, the way that we handle it is definitely the most important. Definitely. And I don't know about you, but I feel that a lot of these emotions come down to, I guess, programming conditioning too. We're almost programmed oh, yeah. to feel these emotions and feel bad about what we've done. And there is a, there's, there is a, you have done something wrong and not understanding that there's lessons in every situation. Like you said, people come in and out of our lives for different lessons and different reasons. And when we're able to detach and let go and keep moving forward and just keep learning and growing, it kind of becomes less painful, doesn't it, really? Absolutely, absolutely. And we're being conditioned in this society that, you know, take divorce as an example. We're being conditioned that that's such a bad thing, that you can't get divorced, that you must stay married to that person that you might have married freaking 60 years ago, for all we know, 60, 30, 20 years ago, even two years ago. And you're not the same person from one day to the next. So Mm. how can you you know, and again, I'm not saying that 60-year marriages don't work out because I know a lot that do, but, you know, or 30-year ones, but, you know, we've been conditioned to think that things like that or, you know, we've been conditioned on the other hand to stay in the same career path for 40 years because when you're 45, you can't change careers because, you know, it's frowned upon or whatever the case may be. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's just a programming and a different, you know, societal structure. It's a whole thing. And I feel like we could sit here and talk about it for hours. We could. Um, we could do a mega but, podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's but you're right. It's thing. it's like many yeah. of us, we've been conditioned to stay in our comfort zone. It's like, no, you know, you're not a happy in your marriage, sort it out. Seek counselling, just sort it out. Yes, that's very possible in many cases, but not in all, is it? And yeah, jobs no. and whatever. Just stay there. You're comfortable. You know, just stay where you are. Don't step outside of the box because it's scary out there. Is it really scary out there? Yeah, no. Or is it exciting? Is it growth and right? expansion and evolution and endless possibilities? And the thing I'll say about that too is it's only the energy that you put out. So if Love you it. put out that it's going to be scary, that's what's going to happen. 100%. If you put out that it's going to be happy, then that's what's going to happen. That's so, so you know, true. You manifest whatever energy you put out there so I think that you know again like we just said like if you think that your relationship is doomed for divorce then that's what's gonna happen yeah yeah be careful what you wish what you wish for and what you think hey exactly exactly I think that's a really important thing for people to really understand that the energy of the frequency that we carry is really creating that reality and it's okay if we don't realize it and shit hits the fan but once once we do realize that we can actually learn from it and change it. And I, you, you know, I've, well, I've definitely been there numerous times. I was like, wow, what have I manifested? How do I manifest that shit? That's not what I wanted. But understanding yeah. that it's like, okay, there's a block, there's an internal block there that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't conscious of some right. pattern. And now that I am, I choose to choose a new direction and I'm safe and protected and the new direction will be great. It's okay. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. So I guess this kind of rolls into this question. Well, maybe it doesn't, whatever. (laughs) Um, Did your life turn out the way you thought it would? Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. I always knew that I was going to end up here. Was it the exact path that I had in mind? Not really. But you know what? You know, all in all, I'm alive, I'm safe, and I'm well, and I'm doing what I love. So I couldn't, you know, couldn't have 
you can't ever plan anything. It just works out the way it's supposed to. And yeah, I feel like I'm right where I'm meant to be. Beautiful. I love that. It's We are where we're meant to be, aren't we? Even if sometimes we don't feel it, but I guess when you're doing the inner work, if you're not doing the inner work, sometimes you can kind of get stuck and go, oh yeah, I'm where I'm meant to be. But there's a difference yeah. in there when you do the inner work and you're like, am I really meant to be here or is there a block that I need to actually lift so I can actually move forward? So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, yeah. before we finish off, any last words or final messages of inspiration you would like to impart? Wow. Honestly, I mean, I always say this and I say this kind of at the end of my every episode is just follow your dreams. Go for whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to have the white picket fence life in Minnesota, cool, go for it. If you want to, you know, be an NBA player, go for it too. Yeah, really just live the life how you want and not the life that others want for you or the way that you think it should be from a societal standpoint. Perfect. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And before we finish off, is there anything you'd like or anything on the horizon that you'd like to tell us about any workshops, projects, trainings? I know you've got your training coming up, but, yeah, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's a lot of stuff happening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I'll give you some exclusives here and they'll only be heard here. Yay, um, lucky us. Yes, right? Yes, my my course will be out. Uh, it may even be out by the time this episode is out. I'm not sure on your timeline, but the course will be out very soon. We have a revolutionary dance app that Ooh. is going to be coming out in January of 2022. Change the face of dance in a way of being inclusive for everybody, whether you're a professional or a non-professional. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to give a lot of people opportunity to get noticed if they are professional and that's what they want to do. Or if you just want to have fun, it'll be your chance to, you know, share your energy with the world and maybe compete here and there and win a couple of cool prizes that are on the philanthropic side. Awesome. So that is the two things. Gosh, keep your eyes peeled on my social media. I have a couple of amazing things dropping from previous projects. Uh, most recent project we did in Hawaii, which is a pretty cool vibe. And then, yeah, next year, well, towards the end of next year, there'll be a TV series coming out towards the end of 2022. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say right now that is, like, setting concrete. There's some exclusives right there. Amazing. You're a busy woman. I love it. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's also a couple of nonprofits that I'm working with. But if you keep your eyes peeled on my social media, you'll hear more about how you can help them and how you can help contribute to combat. Shall I say? I'm losing my words. It's almost midnight here in Nashville. <laughs> um, like combat against um, child slavery and child trafficking. So it's definitely, I'm actually headed to Ohio tomorrow to a good friend of mine's uh, organization, The Switch, to try and create a global campaign to combat against that. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled because that'll be something that I'll be sharing soon. And then obviously, yeah, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, our adventures to Indonesia, you'll be able to follow along behind the scenes on social. Amazing. And we'll put all your details in this podcast. So anyone who wants to reach out to Paris or find out more, we'll pop all your links there. Yeah, yeah my, my course will be available just uh, through my website which is just parishenriksen.com and you can find pretty much every other every other update that we're doing on there as well great well thank you so much paris for being part of the podcast today really appreciate your time your insight your energy thank you of course of course it's been an absolute pleasure and yeah more than happy to join you guys and like i say if you want to hear holly's amazing wisdom jump on over to our episode that we did (laughs) at the haven and you can kind of hear the i guess the opposite to this yeah we didn't even talk about your podcast did we did we mention the haven podcast 
So I said, so many things going on with you. It's hard to fit it all in, isn't it? But, yeah, the, the Haven podcast, well, right. another great podcast yeah. to listen to for sure. Yes. We haven't had any episodes in a while, but we have a few coming out in the next couple of weeks. So definitely, yeah, stay tuned on my IG and you'll see when that drops. Yes, do that, everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Holt. It's been totally amazing. And, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys this and we'll connect again soon. <laughs>